Welcome back, and this is part two with Dom Herbertson. As we left part one, we were talking about your ambitions, about how you've come through the ranks. When, at some point, at the start of your TT career, it sounded like you were just going to give up because you weren't... Um, I mean, what shall we say? You weren't very I good. I rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but, you know, you Harsh. did. Harsh. But, listen, if you had it done, you wouldn't be where you are now, and I think where you are now is testament to your effort, obviously, your dad and what he's managed to help you with, and just the commitment to actually go through with it and, and, and find yourself fighting for top 10 finishers at the 2022 TT. You must be pretty proud of that, right? Yeah, it's... I tell you what, it's funny, you know, like um, on the break, obviously the the last pod that we did there, you were saying that we're going to mention the podcast and like, I'm going to briefly bring that up. And the one thing I hate doing is talking about myself. I hate it. I, you can probably see me squirming. I absolutely despise. But, oh, it's mad. But like, yeah, I am. I am. I am, I am over the moon. I'm over the moon, yeah. you know, to achieve top tens and to to nearly do a 130. You know, I'm I'm, I'm absolutely... I'm good. I'm not going to lie. I'm good this year because I wanted to try and... You always want to try and beat your own goals. Mm -hmm. And every year leading up to that, I've always gone faster. But it's been a weird year. And I'm glad you were talking about this now because I need to ask you, Steve, and I've asked loads of people, and why is this year being slower, in your opinion? It's a difficult, it's a difficult one to answer without mm. riding around. Normally, I'll do a parade lap and, you yeah. know, uh, and so on um, at various other you know, uh, events on the island. So that part is difficult to answer because, of course, the, the terrain, the course, the surface, some places have been resurfaced, some have been smoothed out. The, mm. the, you know, with with everything that happens across the world, there's a bit of subsidence, if things change, yeah. uh, grip levels and so on. Um, but, you know, I think the bottom line is, mate, with being away for so long, I ask this question a lot pre-TT, at different events that I host and, and uh, podcasts and various things, you know, even here with the with Hickey, I can't remember all, all that time back. And I mm -hmm. said, you know, do you think it's going to affect the pace, you know, of the TT in 22? Because obviously you've missed three years. And uh, Hickey was adamant, no, it'll be straight back to the same pace. I was the same. Yep. I but I disagreed completely because once stopping racing and not being there year in year out and just doing the odd parade lap and all of a sudden it's oh was that flat was that all? and and so on so it mm. takes some time i know i know conditions were great this year weather was good so there's plenty of practice time and so on however you're not really in the zone like you have been because you know over the last two years that's four events it is mad but then you, like let me throw in a, f a couple of curveballs called michael dunlop he went and smashed the lap record Mm -hmm. You're thinking, in super but, the, sport, yeah. but then, and then you had like, like uh, David Todd. He was always going to go faster, wasn't he? But then you look at the solid facts, and what I like that's Dean Harrison and Hickman. You know, like Hickman's a one thirty six man if you round it up, and he's like Dean Harrison's a one thirty five man. But then you have got Dean Harrison doing thirty twos, Hickman doing thirty threes, even though he did nearly a thirty four in practice, and then he just ran out of fuel, didn't he? Mm -hmm. At that point, that's right. But then. There's that many little curveballs, but then let's talk about Hutchie, Hillier, and uh, Mr. McGuinness. You know, they're all doing 29s. I was doing 29s. They were doing 29s. And you're thinking, why on earth the the levels? Are, it blew. It's blown me mind why why some people have gone quicker and some haven't. But I completely agree about the terrain because there was bumps where there weren't, mm -hmm. but then it was billiard like a billiard table in some other places. You're thinking. 
I cannot get my finger on it. Hey, it boils me. That's the Alaman TT, and that's why it's the unknown to a certain degree. Mm. Year in, year in, year out. That's without having uh, two years off because obviously the pandemic. But uh, you know, I said to Chris earlier that's probably one of the reasons why there's a strong chance I might even come out of retirement next year because <laughs> everybody's so flipping slow now. <laughs> What's your wife ah. saying to that, though? Ah. Well, hopefully she won't be listening. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Is this Somebody. an exclusive, Steve? Are we, are we, are we, are we coming back? Ah. Someone get him a bike. Oh, he's working for Air Tass Racing. You'll see him on the BMW next <laughs> yeah. year, one of them factory buggers. There you go. There you go. You're sorted. How, no. is, how is life back in the fast lane, then? Back in the fast lane? Um, hey, life's good, in all fairness. You know, um... Well, obviously, with everything that I do now, after hanging up my leathers, uh, my competitive leathers, should I say. Well, I mean, of course, apart from winning the uh, revival last year, I don't like to mention it. But, you know, it's just, um, yeah. Is that back on um, this, this year, year? Yeah, yeah. Last year was last year was back on. Sorry, and and this year, yeah. You're yep. back with the levers on? You're well, I've had, I've had the invite. Uh, I've done a, I'm not sure what I'm going to be riding if I do, but it's uh, at the moment it still doesn't clash. So yeah, it's looking that way. Very good. Do you need a teammate? Mm. Hmm, good question. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not honest. I asked, you know what? I asked them if I could race a car. Did you? Really? Yeah, yeah. You've yeah. done a bit of car racing. Stock car racing years ago. If you listen, <laughs> well, that, it's, it's if you've been listening to other. episode 17, you would know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not listening to one. I'm sorry. Not no, one, seriously. Not uh, but I've done some bits and bobs, yeah, and tested a few some things like British touring cars and stuff like that. But yeah, right. just and it's just something that kind of floats my boat a little bit. At the end of the day, it's like everything else. I've been, you know, you, I've had some good times at the Revival and, and I really enjoy it. But I'm not really that competitive now. I've kind of lost that sort of uh, will to win to a certain degree. I'm not really? too, not too worried. I love to ride fast, but as, as you're well aware, there's a difference in riding fast and pushing and trying to hmm. achieve that goal. Well, that bit's gone. I'm quite happy to. If you don't mind me asking, how long? Like you know, when you hung up your levers, how long did it take for that bite to go away? Immediate. Really? Yeah. Because in my opinion, if you if there's any thought in your head about retiring, hmm. it's time to stop. Plus, I kind of achieved the stuff because I was a late starter mm. to race and I'd achieved almost all the things I wanted to do so it's kind of yeah it's weird and I don't, that's not something I'd, I'd you know it's difficult for a lot of people to stop and I fully mm. understand that because um, it's an addiction to a certain degree um, but I was very lucky and there's no magic potion for that it just kind of happened and yeah but throw that question to Dom Dom if you were to win the senior could you go do you know what I'm done you'd, you'd still want to come back oh god I 100%. Yeah? 100%. Wow. That's... No, without without a doubt, without a doubt in my mind. And, like, my... my... <sighs> I'm scared of not going to the Isle of Man. Yeah, you said that in the first part, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I, I... This year was probably the first difficult year I've had round there. You know, as far as I put probably too much pressure on myself to try and achieve too much and everything like that. But it's like any relationship, you're going to have ups and downs. And it's made me realise that I should have enjoyed it more. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I did not enjoy it, but I should have enjoyed it for more for what it is. Easy to say that in hindsight, though, right? Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm really looking forward to getting back for the Classic, but I'm really looking forward to getting back at the TT. Really looking forward to getting back. Just, just chill think, a bit more do you think and just that go was, faster. Do you think that was part of your crash? Probably too tense. Because you was trying a little bit too hard, a little bit too... Maybe over yeah. the, maybe I don't mean I don't mean overriding your bike particularly, but yeah, maybe trying a little bit too hard to achieve your goals rather than letting it flow. Yeah, 
No, I'd surprise a fair comment, you know, but um, definitely the wind gust helped underneath the front <laughs> yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but no, but yeah, no, like. Every time I get on a bike, I try my best, and it's, yeah, yeah. it's one of those. And you shouldn't be on a bike if you if you're not trying to push on. But yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And it's it it's one of those places, and it's the most frustrating place in the world because to go fast, you need to go slow. Mm-hmm. Riddle me that. Yeah. How on earth do you do that? It is so backwards thinking, but you've got to push on enough to get a time without overriding. Yeah. You're thinking, well, what? It it's just there is no secret because it, well, how many times have you won, Steve? You'll remember this off the top of your head. Uh, TT twice, yeah, yeah. twice, and every TT winner says the same thing. It didn't feel like a win. Now I've won a classic TT. I know it's not the same as a, a TT, but it does feel like that. You don't feel like you were scratching. It doesn't feel like you were throwing everything at the wall. It was just. Hey, I think that relates to any any lap, any race, anywhere. You know, your fastest lap is always easiest. Not fastest race was always easy. Oh, when I've gone to short circuits and won there, I'm blowing out my gasket. I mean, I'm chucking everything out of it. It's no different than MotoGP. Mm. You know, the difference with those boys is they can ride at the absolute limit uh, and they can control the aggression. Mm. That's the biggest part. So, there's plenty of people that are daft enough and brave enough to push hard and go fast, but those can control that aggression the most end up being the most consistent and the fastest. There we are. So, In my opinion. Looking forward then to 2023 and beyond, what... I guess you've got to be looking at 130. Oh, God, you want to get yeah. into that club. You you're potentially right there or thereabouts. With a bit of luck on your side, you could be fighting for top fives, potentially podiums as well. Yeah, is that, that what you're looking at? Is that yeah. your kind of goals, or are you or are you just simply going? I want to go there and I want to enjoy it. Oh no, it's um, I've never been one of those people who just set me stall out. I never have, you know what I mean? Because I don't like I don't like failing on myself, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. But of course you do. You have your own goals and ambitions, and I'm realistic. And you you see a lot of interviews and like, yeah, I want to be on the podium. I want to be on the podium. That takes time. And you know, for me, my next goal is to break into the top five. You know, we're there thereabouts, and it is achievable. Mm-hmm. So much harder now. So much harder. But yeah, podiums later down the line. I, I do want to achieve that, but mm-hmm. when I couldn't tell you, could not tell you. <laughs> so, so, so again, you 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 touched on it a few times, just saying you fear the day that you can't go to the TT. Mm. So, are you you're just going to go every single year, just year on year? Hopefully, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, but I'm not going to go there. See, this is the thing, you know. What what fears me is obviously not the injury part of motorcycle racing is very apparent. You know, it comes part and parcel of it. That That's unfortunate. But it's the financial element. And the way things are at the moment, it is getting more difficult to try, especially on a privateer level, mm-hmm. you know, to try and get the funds to go racing. It's like a good stock thousand now is £40,000. <laughs> that's a lot that's of brass, isn't it? a race season 10, 20 years ago. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like uh, Northwest 200, it worked out over £5 a litre. For fuel, Oof. that's controlled fueling. Yeah, tires are three hundred and sixty quid, and <laughs> you can sit there and sicken yourself off for the money element. But and the, the, you could, you know, if you sat down and thought, "My God, I, I can't afford it." But without dedicated sponsors, but you've got to keep them and approaching each sponsor. They have their own lives to lead as well. So each year it changes year in year out. You know, yeah. each year. So someone kindly goes, "There's a thousand pound." You're like, "Wow, that's a thousand pound." Next year, that may not be there. Mm-hmm. And that, 
And that's part of it. In the great words of Miley Cyrus, it's about the climb, lads. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, you know, just getting on a bike. It's Hey, well, let me stop you there, but without bursting your bubble, <laughs> once you get over that ridge, then you ride for a team, a decent team, that's paying for everything, but you've got to impress. Yeah, I would, I would love so that the, So then the pressure's the other way. And the pressure's really on. That's like Dad standing over you saying, you've got to be on this podium, boy. See, I've never. You see, that's like I've never. I've Do you see ne- what I mean? Oh, the I mindset. Took, I, I took. I would love to have a go at that mindset. And to be blunt, I think I'd do well at that mindset, because I've never had those pressure pots. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like me. I've always been grateful for every. Of year. course, at the teaching, nobody says that to you. Oh no, no, no. Subconsciously, you know. Of course, you're, what people are, yeah. you're after a job because it's like there's there's always someone after your job. Yeah, hundred percent. But you know, t- like speaking out loud, you you know. What does it take for someone like me to get a job, Steve? What is what does it take? You know, to be blunt, do I? Uh, how much faster do I need to go? What if you the flipping stayed on at the senior this year, maybe that would have led to something different. <laughs> no, no, you're right. No, no, I'm taking the right. I'm taking the Mickey. However, no, no. But, to you know, to to step up the ladder, and I don't mean win or even podium, but to, just to be impressive to the stepping stone for you is to ride for a really good privateer team, and then. And then possibly one of the the, the front the top teams like yeah, uh, Milwaukee BMW or, or mm. Honda Racing or, or and so on. Um, it's a stepping stone. But hey, listen, it doesn't matter what kind of sport or, or racing you're into. Um, you need a little bit of luck sometimes. You do, and it, shine th- on the right day when the right people are watching. And that's such a difficult thing because like like let's talk about 2023 a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be many moving seats, are there? Uh, not massively. No, no, so not like, massively. So the biggest enigmas are, it's a bit like, where does David Todd want to go? I'd be amazed if he's not on a Honda next year. Because yeah. look how he's blending with it. He, and the Padgett's team always, it's Padgett's. You know what I mean? They're, they're part of the infrastructure of the roads. You know, who wouldn't want to ride for Clyde yeah. Padgett? Hey, one of the most successful TT teams. Of course. and But then the natural progression as far as a factory career move would be the Honda team. And it's a bit like, well, McGuinness, why would he want to give it up? But he's showing no signs whatsoever, in my opinion, that he wants to hang up his levers. Mm-hmm. There's not a single doubt. And I, I'm a McGuinness fan, and I don't want to see McGuinness stop. You know, there's a lot of naysayers out there, a lot of social media trolls. Only because you want to beat him before he stops. <laughs> oh, I've beat him a few times already. <laughs> so, yeah, just putting that out there. Yeah, just putting that out, McGuinness. But, uh, no, but, no, but... <sighs> I don't want to see people give up their passion. And McGuinness is so passionate about the thing. But not only that, he hasn't done a lot of riding this year, mm. you know, in the great scheme of things. And he was doing 29s. Yeah. And he was on a different tyre manufacturer, you know, something that he's not used to. You know, he's, there's a lot of variables that he's done that are different. And he's done an outstanding job, in my opinion, McGuinness, this year. But even going, it's a bit like, Hutchie's not going to pack in nope. anytime soon. And why wouldn't he sign Hutchie? Dunlop always goes last minute that's always been the Dunlop way so he's always going to have a seat so them top tier seats there's not many of them no no, no very true like you say you've got to look at them them top privateer teams yeah and again like Paul Jordans um, Jamie Coward yeah. you know they're taking those and you know you're there or thereabouts but it's, it's a matter of having that look that breaking look that they get an extra bike or you know whatever it might be and it always comes down to that horrible thing, like brass tax, doesn't it? You know, it's like the last. I mean, it is brass tax, isn't it? It's like, like the counting team who are like race for. You know, like Fran Counting. 
I would want to change him for the world. Mm-hmm. But we just don't have the finances. Yeah. You know, get the violin yeah. out. You know, if you've got sound effects on this pod, you know, get the little violin out. You know what I mean? <laughs> but every team, you know, every team will feel the same. You know, they're comfy around who they've got. And, you know, with with Fran, I, I trust him. With Neil, I trust him. You know, them bikes are the best bikes they can put together with the money they've got. With budget, yeah. And now, don't get me wrong, that makes it sound like we haven't got any sponsors. We have amazing sponsors. Mm-hmm but just not multi-millionaire sponsors. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know who won again? Bang, there you go. There's a serious pile of money. Hey, there's never enough. Ever. No, especially, well, there you are. Even like, you know, Tass Racing and, you know, Clive, you know, they're constantly looking for sponsors. It's it's mm-hmm. a game where survival is key. Survival yeah. is key in this game. It is so hard, you know. like, And even going back to it, it's like Lee Johnson, in essence, he's a privateer team. Yeah. You know, the Ashcourt lot, you know, that's, yeah, yeah. that's one sponsor. Providing a privateer element, mm-hmm. and then you've got well, Gas Monkey Feho, you know, yeah, they're privateers in some f- sort of fashion. Yeah, it's not coming out of the factory, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Some sort of fashion. Yeah. Wait, the multi-billionaire, you know, gorgeous woman, <laughs> you know, Feho, just chucking in a pile of money, you know, it does help, doesn't it? <laughs> so let's 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 play the hypothetical game, and a, and a game that I don't believe is out of the realms of possibility. You end up on one of those bikes, one of those mm. top five bikes. What do you feel like you're capable of doing on one of those bikes? Top five. Easy. Do you think you could do that with very little effort because of the bike? As in, is that is that bike making that much of a difference? Do I you think, think. I think. Infra- or the team. A team infrastructure. Mm-hmm. I think there's there is so much more that happens behind the scene in racing that it goes without saying. You know, it's you've got you've got telemetry, you've got readers, you've got like as a rider, your job is to collect data. Yeah. Someone to divulge that information and actually regurgitate it back out and go this is what you want to be doing is so hard yeah it's so so hard it's a bit like i can go around on a bike that'll kick and scream and push it to that limit no problem whatsoever but then it takes someone to come back and go this is what you want to do different and yeah. then then you're riding to that limit yet again it's about pushing them limits each time and i think having that infrastructure you will go faster winning a tt couldn't say I couldn't say here sitting now, but you need something a little bit special to go go do that. That is the truth element of it. But having the right team and the right bikes is a huge part of it. Yeah, is a huge huge part of it. it I, it's it's something that would be interesting to see. Obviously, you can't just pick and choose and go. Let me just try it and see what it, I'm capable of. If doing. anyone's out there willing, you know, if oh, Tassar, yeah. listen, get, you have a word with Philip. They are just got. <laughs> I've got a little experiment to have a go at on Monday. Let's put him on that bike and see what you can but do. But it's, it. it's, it's frustrating because potentially you could do that and you could go faster than the guy that's currently on said bike, whatever that mm. bike might be. It, it would. I would love to give it a go. I, of course, I would love to give it a go. It's like you know, using. I was beating factory riders this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was, I was beating lads with bigger budgets, and uh, and and that was, that's, of course it is. You know, I've got, I've got the grit, I've got the gum shield. You know, I've, got, I put it in, and go riding, and that's not going to change for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what put, bike you put me on. I'm, I'm, I just want to go fast around there. Yeah, and I th- I'm sure we'll see it. Hey, it. let's talk a little bit quickly. Oh, hello. About the podcast. That's mm. his retirement. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. That's where that's where he's retiring. Once he's finished at the TT, he's built this massive following on the podcast. First of all, why? Why did he do it? What? Why the podcast? Yeah. Oh, why, no, did, why did he do it? Well, basically, it was actually um, it was Chrissy's dad came up with the idea. Why don't you do a podcast like about bike racing? Because at that point, there wasn't 
but there wasn't actually like a flooded market at that point with that. And this is BC before COVID. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and um, no, it was Chrissy's dad that came up with the idea. And, you know, Chrissy certainly came up to me. I was absolutely, I was, um, I was absolutely leathered <laughs> at the Northeast do. You know what I mean? I was like, it's three in the morning. I've got my top off above my head. Six pints, you know, and just whoop, giving it the big nines. And uh, Chrissy obviously looked at me and just went, He's obviously full of, he's actually got, he's full of beans, full of something that he thinks he'll be a good <laughs> podcast host. And uh, no, and we just started it off. We thought, let's give it a go. And it, it naturally gained traction, which is, and it's just got out of hand. It's gone far out of hand. You know, we've got, we've had over 2 million downloads, Shut individual off. and just on the iTunes element. Yeah. And, you know, we reach nothing short than 180,000 people a month. It's, it's just toxic. What are we, 100, 165 <laughs> eps in nearly now? Something like that, yeah. Some, it's it's literally all become a blur. And like, we've just done Ron Haslam, which I messed up that interview. Massively messed up that interview. <laughs> Did Why? Ron realise? No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Ron's just more laid back and deflated lied all exactly. that lad, isn't he? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, um, to be honest, it's mad because I'm more nervous doing this than I have any of our podcasts because... You lads are in the driving seat, aren't you? You feel like you can twist and turn it at any point. And so actually getting interview questions at you, it's like, <laughs> it's like, uh, 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 how do I answer this correctly and how do I do it properly? It's uh, it's actually nerve wracking. But when you when you're doing it yourself and with our pod, you know we're not. It is totally tongue in cheek. You know we've had Steve mm-hmm. on before. We had him on in the early days when we had to do it through Skype and like, yeah. uh, and now we've got like a mobile little studio that we tour behind the van and we go to the house and you know yourself. Like over a phone call, you don't, you don't get the same feel of someone, do you? No, you know, not the same I'm, atmosphere, not the same it, it feel. Fact, yeah, yeah, that's it. And like I've literally done this with my eyes shut because I've had to because I really <laughs> want to open my eyes. It's hard to gauge <laughs> a conversation with your eyes shut. You know what I mean? You're like you don't know. You lads could be doing any kind of gestures and deservedly <laughs> so right now. But like, it's no, and it, it's just the pod has grown and grown and grown, and it is just good fun. It really is good fun, and it's just total tongue-in-cheek humour, and we can just say what we want, say how we do it. But the most important thing about like our pod, like oh, better put a mention, chasing the racing. <laughs> but our <coughs> pod, out, and... <laughs> <laughs> Com- you're not scared of the competition, eh? competition? but um, <laughs> good man. <laughs> but um, no, the thing about it is, we never ever dish out cheap shots. You know, oh, we do. oh good lad, you got it. It's got to be done. <laughs> but like, you know, it's all. If someone feels like they've dug themselves a hole, you know, they can come and say, can we actually edit that out? Which yeah. is, you know, you've got to give everyone a fair chance, haven't you? But we are talking about no. everything and anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is good crack. I know this is probably the question that Steve is going to ask you. Because, again, me and Steve, we, we've got like a bit of a bond now and we can kind of judge it. And I guess that's the same with you and Chrissy, right? You know when Chrissy's going to jump in and ask a question. You know mm. when you're, it's your turn to talk. Um, I don't know if he was going to ask this, but I'll find out in a minute with his face. <laughs> Who's been your favourite guest? Jeremy McWilliams, legend. It's it and, why, and why? Why? It's his attitude. It's more of a personal level kind of thing, you know. It's yeah. like he's he's a kicking ass off sixty, and he's just hungry. You mm-hmm. know, every time you get him on a bike, he's dragging elbows. He's out testing a KTM. He's out on trials bike. He's got missing fingers. He's been around the world, and what I like about him is he's very open about how he started off racing and. A good friend of mine, uh, who's actually a sponsor of mine as well, a lad called Roy Armstrong, he um, he said to me that he was one of the most untalented riders going. And I immediately, laws of attraction went to him because I never saw myself as a talented rider. And they always said Jeremy had to work at it. 
He was crashing all the time. He was never, ever, he had to build on it and build on it and build on it and build on it. He never just hit the track and thought, he's the next big thing. He had to work. He got in the MotoGP for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. And he's just got hunger. He's, he's Peter Pan of Northern <laughs> Ireland. He's <laughs> never going to grow up and he can just, and when you speak to him, his passion's there. And we've interviewed people and you can, you can probably feel like yourselves, lads. You know, you're almost getting a pattern and the interview almost seems quite, and you can almost establish a character very early on. Yeah. Jeremy threw that out the window for me. Totally threw that out my window. And, you know, we're getting, like, lads who are thinking about stopping like that and you can almost hear the answer before they've even said it. Jeremy was like, nah, riding trials bike, motocrossing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm off to do Daytona. You know, I'm riding these Harleys out in America and you're just like, I want to be you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like he, he reminds me of my dad. You know what I mean? He, Granted, Jeremy Williams got a better fashion sense, but it's like <laughs> 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 my dad will kill us for saying that. There you go. But it's like I've never ever heard my dad say I'm old. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I can't do this. Yeah. And the amount of people that hide behind an excuse is upsetting, and it <laughs> rubs off on people. I can't do this because of that can't do this because of this you know yes i'm you know i'm sitting here about you know the 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 money element and stuff like that but jeremy and my dad have a very similar attitude in life it's like why not find a way find a way you know i'm not saying they can do everything but they go i'll they'll go to their best every day yeah yeah jeremy williams is not sitting there going i'm gonna go win the ama motor america championship someone said there's a bike son he went he grabbed the key straight out the hands and he just goes and delivers. Doesn't promise anything. Just yeah, goes and yeah. does it. Just goes about his life and lives it the way he wants what to. A, you know what I mean? I would love to be Jeremy. Who wouldn't? You know, gee, like, the amount of things he's won. You know what I mean? All right. You say you don't take cheap shots. I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Good man. Who's been the worst guest? He's thinking about people who don't listen to this podcast <laughs> and won't listen to it again. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to text you later on. I'm generally... Do you have one in mind? No, I don't. Not, okay. not, not, not off the top of my head. Yeah. It'll come back to us and I'll come back on your pod next time. Going, that was the answer to that. He's an but absolute liar. <laughs> or the most difficult. Is that to say crap? Everybody's different. I tell you, Some people can't open up. I, t- I tell you what, the most difficult one was Chris Burns. All right. Chris okay. Burns. Yeah, now, yeah. at first I thought, you know, and don't take any offence to this if you listen to this, Chris, but I just thought he's a Geordie lad. He's been the MotoGP, he's done this, he's done that. He came in, he was like, because we were just like at the studio, having a cup of tea, cracking on like we all do and stuff like that. Put him in front of a microphone, he just went, boom. D- boom. Clammed up. One word answers, it was like, yep, nope. Yeah, and me and Chrissy, it was like, it was early on in the stage of the pod. We've had, you can probably tell if you listen to the pod, we've had no media training whatsoever. <laughs> and it was just a rude awakening of how do you actually deliver on these things and yeah, it was just yeah. like how do you work around and it? me and Chrissy would just look at each other going uh, you better think of a question and I'm thinking of a question <laughs> while he's thinking of a question and I'm like and we, we filled it's in like us and it, no but it just and then it filled in and it went from like this is going to be the world's longest part that actually we, you know it, we built momentum and it was like oh thank god for that but it was like oh got away with that one didn't I yeah just <laughs> I mean you could easily set him no, but we, we, def- we definitely want to get the pet see the good thing about the pod is like we see with this pod are you being the TT podcast how far can you reach out of the TT 
Not really, in your well, opinion. Well, it's about the person. We're yeah. interviewing. We're interviewing Dom Overson. We're on about your history, what you do. Obviously, mm. you you know you you're about you cutting trees down and flipping, destroying the world. You know all them fucking. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> no, I I I, I, uh, meant, I meant as far as guests. Yeah, uh, well, they've got to be obviously. They've got to be within the eye of a TT fan. That's of it, of course. That's it. It's TT podcast. So yeah. the, so or, go- or an old has been, or uh, <clears throat> somebody from the past. I mean, the next TT rider or something. But mm. it needs to be really TT related mm. to get that. You know, we're, uh, to reach the fan base and to talk about the event. That's the thing, isn't it? Because it's like we're chasing a race, and we can actually open up the door to potentially. Like, we've had Billy Bolt on. Yeah, like yeah. He will endurance lad. He's such a crack. You want to tie him, get him over to do a demonstration for the TT just to get him on your show. He's that good. He is that good. But we can... He's all right. You know, he's never been out of me, obviously. But, you know. <laughs> oh, God. Next question, then. Hmm. Who would you like as your uh, the ultimate guest? Do you have one in mind that you would want on the podcast? Regardless of whether you can get him on there or not, who Tra- do you want on? Travis Pastrana. Nice. Hundred percent, Travis Pastrana. He he's got more broken bones than Steve Player. He actually holds he, he actually holds the Guinness World Record for the most broken and dislocations to the human body without being paralysed. I haven't broken many bones. You're more scar tissue than tan. <laughs> what are you on about? You want to mean how many bones you've broken? <laughs> you're Have you spent any time with him? What Travis Pastrana? Yeah. No, God, no. I've never met the man. That be the, that would be the nerve wrecking thing because never meet your heroes. Wouldn't it? You know oh, what I mean? I I'm just I get to work with I'll, spend, I'll spend a I bit of time with Robbie Madison. <laughs> Same thing, crackers. Absolutely. What's he? Um, freestyle jumper? jumper? Yeah, he jumped, he jumped off that big building in flipping states, didn't he? In, oh, in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, what the Arctic. How do you do that? Uh, Robbie Madison off the Arctic Tree yeah. off. He's done, he's done backlips over Tower Bridge. He's done all sorts, man. Hey, he's not right. He's not right. What, no, about, what about yourselves, lads? Who, If you could interview anyone, not even in motorcycle racing, who would be your dream interview? Steve? Is that your answer? Or you're putting the question to him. <laughs> well, I think you'd have to answer that twice because in in racing it would have to be Valentino for me. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it would have to be. Um, but away from racing, oh, it's a good question. Could be anybody. Away from racing, I don't like getting questions asked. I don't know. See what I mean? It's horrible, <laughs> isn't it? I've not enough it's time horrible. to be put. There's there's so many. No, I don't know. I've got a quick question for you. If you rolled up on the TT start line, yep. Would you win? No, no, no. Either you carry, you know, like now. Put Steve, Steve Player oh. in his prime against Peter Hickman. Oh, I love that the oxygen you mean, went out the room there. That was mean, great. You, I'm guessing your question is if we kind of came through at the same time and yep. obviously, um, of course I beat him. <laughs> Good lad. Of course I would. Yeah, it took him. I don't know. It took him too many years to beat me sectors. I'm flipping heck. I'm only joking. <laughs> Yeah, if you listen, yeah, by yeah, the way, would be. hey, listen, no, uh, that, uh, that's, a, that's a tough one to answer because um, I think Pete can go faster. Yet, I do. I don't think he's being pushed. No. However, it's not until you have to start pushing mm. that you start making mistakes and go slower, as we had the conversation earlier. You see what I mean? He is so, just calm, um, cool, and calculated. He, I mean. Everything's going his way he's do, because he's doing the perfect job at the moment as well. Mm. And um, he's the man to be, as others in the past. From McGuinness to DJ to Steve Hislop to Fogarty's to, you know what I mean? Um, been around for a long time and had that pace for a long time. So, of course, um, no different to when I come through and, and John McGuinness was the king for years, winning everything. He was chomping at the heels and, and trying to be as fast and, and getting better than them. Yeah. There you go. Have that. Have that. There's an Have answer. 
Dom, we like to finish this uh, podcast with Steve's quickfire questions. Yeah. As you know, because you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just answer the questions, mate, one or the other. No descriptions, no excuses. <laughs> Lager or real ale? Lager. Two-stroke or four-stroke? Two-stroke. Pineapple or no pineapple on a pizza? Pineapple. Not a pizza, yeah. Classic or modern motorcycle racing? Modern. Hmm, that surprises me. Um, Ireland or the Isle of Man? Ireland. Ooh. No, hold on, hold on. No, no, that's your answer. No, 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 no. Now, to be fair to that one, you didn't see a racing. You just said, what do you prefer? We don't read anything into it. You just Ah, have to answer the question. Ah, there we are. Just... (laughs) (laughs) No, sweat's coming on now. Oak or pine? Sorry? Oak or pine? Oak Oak or pine? pine. You're a tree fella. I know, I'm thinking. Pine. TT Pilliam ride with McGuinness or Hickey? Hickey. Still or Husqvarna? Still. (laughs) That's what did this. Bray Hill or Glen Helen? Glen Helen. Last one. Chrissy Rouse or Chris Pritchard? Chris, because I've got posters up. <laughs> you mean your mum's got posters up? Yeah. <laughs> Tip top. Bang on, Dom. It's been an absolute pleasure. We can't wait to come on your podcast now. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Hey, you're going to have to come on now. You're going to have to get one up over Steve there. Absolutely. Hey, before we go, are you willing just to lift those glasses and look at that camera? Just yeah. So um, the guys can zoom in and have a look at Mate, it's amazing. The mess. Look at that, poor old boy. <laughs> Looks like he's crying. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's, it's a, get a, emotional in here. Mate, that's, that's a, a tough cookie and a big, uh, a big get well soon ready for the, uh, for the Manx, mate. No, oh, thank you very much. all good and, uh, and you get back tip-top and flipping... Uh, yeah, want to try and win some races. Cylinders. No, fair play to you, mate. Fair play. Cheers, Dom. Cheers, lads. Thank you. Hey, up, Steve. What did you... Uh, what do you think of that? that? was a good laugh, right? What a character. I know. And, mate, has he been through it? I know it's only, you know, it's just had his operation on his eye to get fixed up, but, God, dear, that boy's been through... Uh, he's certainly been through it the last few weeks. Right, he's, he's left and he can't hear us. What, what do you think are his chances of, you know, stepping up to that top five, eventually getting a podium? He was one of the surprises of the TT this year in the senior race. You Absolutely. Know? I know he had a, um, a bit of an issue. I don't know whether it was pilot error or not. I really don't. However, you know, you've got to watch this space for the future. You really have. He's what? going from uh, strength to strength. And like he says, I don't know. The only thing I don't know about Dom is I don't know whether he's better off running his own setup because mm-hmm. he's much happier or moving over to somebody else's team. Yeah. That's when it becomes difficult. But uh, without doubt, you know, he's uh, got a good chance of knocking on that top five door. You're looking forward to going on the second best motorcycling podcast as well. Hey, listen, it doesn't matter where I go, the sun will shine. <laughs> This has been the second part of episode 15 of the TT Podcast. If you've enjoyed it, then please hit that subscribe button and make sure you leave us a review because Steve loves to read about himself. There are plenty more names from the world of the TT on the way in this series. And here's a little taster of what you can expect from our next guest, the one, the only, Steve Plater. My, my wife came over with me. It was doing lap after lap in a hire car and going round and round and just this lunchtime. And I said, oh, well, come on, we'll just get a couple of laps in before, before we go back to the airport. So we got up early, sharp, off we went. 
doing a couple of laps and, and then we'd come down to the bottom of Bigara, probably doing 80 mile an hour, and just drop down to the bottom and there were traffic lights. <laughs> just, just as we approaching them, they went to red. <laughs> I, went, <laughs> I went through the bottom of Bigara through these roadworks uh, on red with cones flying up in the air and traffic lights flying up in the air in, in, in my eye car and just just managed to get through before the cars were coming around the lights. Oh. Just, yeah. And she never lets me forget it now still. That episode will be out next week and don't forget you can get all the latest TT news and features over at iomttracers.com and be sure to check us out on all the usual socials. We are at TT Racers Official. Steve, it's a pleasure as always. Thanks, sir. Thank you, mate.